3: Welcome to Buckets. This is Action Network's basketball betting podcast presented by BetMGM. On this episode, we're talking bets for Friday, March 1st. Yes, it's March. I'm Maria Marino, host of Green Dot Daily Weekdays on Action Network. And I'm also joined by Joe Delera. Joe, great to have you.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. It's always fun to be back for an extra day during the week. So uh it'll be nice to break down the uh it'll be nice to break down the Friday slate.
3: For sure. For sure. And you get to do it with me. Lucky you. All right. right. Why don't we start (laughs) (laughs) by you saying your best bets for the day and then we'll kind of get into more of why. All
1: right. So I like the Minnesota Timberwolves minus six and I like the uh, I like Jason Tatum over eight and a half rebounds against the Dallas Mavericks.
3: Fantastic. And I'm going to share with you my We'll call them leans for right now, and then you can either validate or discredit me <laughs> as we go. But I actually like the Warriors minus two and the Bucks minus four, both of the teams that are on uh, back to backs. I'm also thinking about maybe getting the points with Detroit um, at home against Cleveland. So we will we'll work through all of that.
1: <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> uh,
3: Yes, very spicy right off the top here. Why don't we start with the Mavs-Celtics game, though, because I think that's just like the marquee game on the slate. As we know, Luka Doncic has been questionable kind of throughout this week because he already had a broken nose. Uh, Sprained his left ankle last time out uh, in the win that the Mavericks just had, but he is questionable at Boston. You know, the Celtics have won nine straight, five, three, and one ATS in that time. The Mavs are actually eight and two in their last 10, straight up and against the spread. Celtics uh, minus nine and a half in this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, Luca is just incredible. Like he's been so, so good throughout the whole season. He's kind of putting together like that late, late ish push for MVP. Like at least, you know, he's kind of making it a three man race. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's questionable with like the ankle. I, I understand that, but I mean, he just balled out on his birthday. He had thir- like, what was it 35 or 30 point triple double, um, like 14 assists. Right. Like the dude was unbelievable. So when I'm looking at this, like, it's kind of hard to say, like, he's, you know, it's hard to guess, like, whether he's going to play or not. Cause it's like he didn't look hurt at all. Um, right. So it's like, you know, when you when you're trying to make that like assumption or kind of a look at the game, it definitely makes it a little bit more complicated. But they play tomorrow or, or today on Friday, but then they don't play again until Sunday. So it isn't like a back to back set. Uh, they obviously need him. It's one of the it's the last game of their like of a road trip for them. Uh they go back home to Dallas on Sunday. I like I would hope that he plays, and I think, but I think the line is kind of indicative of like splitting it, right? So it's at like nine and a half mm-hmm. right now. It opened at seven and a half. Um, if Luke is out, I can maybe see this balloon to double digits. Uh, but maybe that's an opportunity to kind of buy in on a Dallas Mavericks team um later, like if we can get to like an eleven and a half or something like that. Cause Dallas is you know boston's the best team in the league right now in terms of every Mm -hmm. advanced stat but dallas has been dynamic uh so far especially even even without luka you still have kyrie irving so it's not like they're completely devoid of offense without luka
3: yes and kyrie of course very familiar with playing in boston and just to sort of um elaborate a bit on the situation with luka so as i said um they won at Toronto that was on a second night of a back-to-back and that was right after that crazy heartbreaking loss in Cleveland and from what I understand he seemed to limp a little bit early in the game but as you said went on to just have an incredible performance so he was still able to be effective um yeah so I mean if he's playing he's he's it's not like one of those situations where, Oh, you worry it might not be a hundred percent or anything like that. Um, because if if he's playing, he's going to be effective, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of tough until, you know, for sure, sort of his status. For sure. But, um, let's keep it. Actually, you want, you mentioned, uh, Tatum. Did you want to
1: elaborate elaborate on on
3: that. that in terms of the rebounding?
1: Yeah. So I like Tatum to go over the eight and a half rebounds. It's, honestly like it's a little bit of a high line for him He's only hit it in 44 percent of games this season but he's still averaging 8.5 rebounds per game Um, part of why I like this is that Dallas is one of the worst rebounding teams in the league Uh, they're like relatively undersized especially if Luka doesn't play um, then you know that takes away like one of their better rebounders I think he actually is leading the Mavericks in rebounds right now so um, that kind of takes that advantage away from uh, from Dallas at all but when Tatum and the played um, Dallas most recently. He had 11 rebounds on January 22nd. And over his last three contests against Dallas over the past two seasons, he's cleared this line in all of them. Dallas allows the second most rebounds per game to their opponents. So I do think that this is a good opportunity for Tatum to go over the eight and a half rebounds. Um, if you can find a good price on double double, that's not unreasonable really either uh, in this spot. So especially when you look at you know his recent form, he just had 11 against Philly. Um, I think this is a good spot for Tatum to go over the eight and a half rebounds.
3: very nice. okay, one best bet down for you. I'm gonna take this as my turn right here. Sure, you're so. On. Let's talk about uh, Bucks bulls So as I mentioned, Bucks going to be on the second night of a back-to-back. They actually beat the Hornets here on Thursday night. And we kind of knew coming out of the All-Star break, they were going to have a pretty favorable schedule in terms of opponents, which frankly couldn't come at a better time because they – Obviously, were struggling to start their tenure under Doc Rivers, but so far so good, 4-0 straight up and against the spread in that time. And now they play the Bulls, and I understand um, Chris Middleton may not go, but I feel like the Bucks still have enough firepower here, and they just really, really need to capitalize when they're playing the teams that they should be and they're in a position now where they can take kind of take hold of that second seed again in the east. And I, I just feel like this is this is the time like they, this should be the, the part of their schedule, at least in terms of who they're playing that they take advantage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that you're spot on about this spot. And it's like a pretty important game for Milwaukee. Not so much like the standings matter, obviously, for them, like they're trying to climb in the east. But I think that it's important, too, with like getting into that rhythm with Doc Rivers, like getting into a good flow, getting prepared for the postseason. And we've kind of started to see like some things open up like they they still struggled a little bit to score tonight against the uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. But Hornets kind of throwing out like uh, they're I think they're actually a little bit better than their record indicates just based on some of the moves that they've made. Um, but look, I think that you're spot on here. And Milwaukee's been pretty solid uh, against the spread when they've been at a rest disadvantage, actually, this year. Um, they're nine and six against the spread with a rest disadvantage. So that's a situation mm. here with uh, Chicago having the rest advantage. I think that um, it's definitely a good spot. And I feel like it's a, a little bit of a buy low on Milwaukee. I feel like the conversation around them has been like, oh, like they're not that great. Like they're this, they're that. Mm. But. When I think when you're kind of getting to it, it's like the offense is still good. They're ninth in adjusted net rating. Um, they are worlds better than Chicago. And the fact the spread's only f- like three and a half four, um I think it's a nice opportunity right. to buy them on a back to back where I don't really think they had to work that hard against Charlotte.
3: Well, I appreciate the kind <laughs> words. I appreciate the support. I think i'm I think I'm gonna roll with it. That's um. <laughs> what I'm feeling for right now, but let's keep it going here because we obviously have a full slate and another game we want to get to is Sacramento at Minnesota. So the T wolves are laying six and that was another one of your best bets.
1: Yeah. So I like this spot. Um, Both teams have a little bit of an injury report. Um, Anthony Edwards is listed on the injury report for Minnesota. Um, He's listed as, I believe it's questionable um, with a, with an ankle issue and then Kyle Anderson's doubtful. Um, And then, but the Kings are without or potentially without De'Aaron Fox, who is questionable for this game. He missed last game uh, as well. So that's always like a little bit concerning. Part of why I like Minnesota here is that, They've been, I think, significantly better than Sacramento over the course of the entire season. Um, and I also like the fact that they have multiple guys that can really kind of handle DeMontis Sabonis, um, between Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and even Nas Reed to a certain degree. But the biggest thing here is to me is that the Kings are 10 and 14 straight up against top 10 teams in point differential. So they're not nearly as good on the season in this spot. when you look at them, they have a minus 5.8 net rating, and they've actually been failing to cover the spread by 3.8 points uh, per cleaning the glass. Uh, Minnesota's offense is not that good Um, and without Anthony Mm. Edwards I think it'll it definitely makes it a little bit tougher if Ant does miss but at the same time the Kings defense has been really poor in this spot Uh, against top 10 teams they're 20th in in defensive ratings so I really do think that this is a spot where Sacramento should struggle and just based on what minnesota can kind of do stylistically on the defensive end i think that's going to make life very difficult for the kings overall um so i like i like the timberwolves i'd lay the six uh i think they're it's kind of like a funky line right now just based on the news um if fox is in and ant is out then you know maybe we see this go to like four and a half um if ants in and fox is out maybe we see this go to eight um and mm. then you know maybe if both are in then we stay at six or if both are out we stay at six so um i do think that they're both the primary like offensive engines for each team. But I do think that at the end of the day, Minnesota's defense is still going to be absolutely locked down in the spot and make it difficult for Sacramento to score. So I'm okay with laying the six right now, Um, probably do a half unit and then add to it later, depending on some of the news.
3: Good call. And what about from a prop perspective?
1: So from a prop perspective in this game, I really like Rudy Gobert, uh, his rebounds against uh, DeMontis Sabonis. So this is a national French Friday for us. Uh, over the last, <laughs> <laughs> over his last 10 games against DeMontis Sabonis, Gobert has averaged 16.2 points and 15 rebounds. Uh, he's only had, he's had double digit boards in every single game out of those 10. Uh, with the, with the low being 11 twice. Um, He's had plenty of games at 14, 16, some 17s. He even had a 23 rebound game uh, in this spot. So I actually think that I either take the rebounds, depending on where it's at. If it's at like 12 and a half, I definitely like the rebounds, maybe even 13 and a half. I can get a plus number, Um, but I'm Mm. even comfortable taking like a P points plus rebounds, just based on the fact that number one, he's been able to score in this particular matchup, but also because in the event that ant is out, I think we might see a lot more pick, and roll between Gobert and Mike Conley. So that is kind of a way to like hedge a little bit on the injury news, um, but then also just try to take advantage of a good matchup for Gobert either way. Um, so his line's been about like 27 and a half on the points plus rebounds. Probably a look uh, that you could take in this type of matchup as well. So I'm going to be looking for those props whenever they pop.
0: This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
3: Another good look. Okay, we're going to hit a couple more games, but before we do, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Oh, okay. Are you ready for more leans and for me to start leaning more and more toward betting?
1: Yeah, you're like the <laughs> leaning tower of Pisa here. We're good. <laughs> Let's get them out.
3: <laughs> that that sounds like me. Okay, so. um, let's just talk really briefly about Cleveland here at Detroit and the spread is nine as we speak. And I just feel like Detroit has been sneakily playing a lot better and covering a lot more. And meanwhile, Cleveland I think has started to hit the point where they're maybe a little overvalued um, just because of how great, They were for such a long stretch, pretty much this entire, you know, start of the new year and, you know, sitting comfortably in that two seed for a long time. And I feel like, I don't know, I just, this is probably the one that I feel um, maybe least strongly about, but it's definitely a thought that I had.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that your your thought is your thoughts actually good. You know, like it's not a it's it's like it's it's an interesting thing because it's gonna like say,
3: though, Joe. you're not going to well, say it's bad, right? No, you would no, tell me though, right?
1: I would tell you I can't. We can't lie to the listeners here. Okay, good. uh, Look, I can lie to you, but not to the listeners. So the uh, the interesting thing here is that actually, you know, Detroit. Like I was at that Knicks Detroit game um, with the with Uh the fellas, so that was that was fun. But that game, Detroit played like really well. They played everybody really tight. Um, They played the Knicks really tight, and Detroit actually over the last two weeks. So there's some like All Star game stuff in there where we didn't have games, but Detroit is one in three. They have a minus one net rating uh, over the okay. last two weeks. Cleveland is actually two and three with a minus 3.5 net rating. Um, so Detroit's mm-hmm. been a little bit better over the past couple of weeks. Um, and Detroit has been 15th in offense, 17th in defense. Cleveland is 18th and 19th. Um, additionally, when we look at this uh, Detroit, they've been missing Sasser uh, for a bit, but that's not really Im- like impacting their rotations right now. Um, For the Cavs, they listed Donovan Mitchell as questionable for this matchup. Uh, So that's another thing with left knee Mm -hmm. soreness. They might think, you know, maybe we don't need Mitchell. Maybe we don't like, you know, like maybe we don't want him to play in this game. Like maybe we don't want to give him a day off. Donovan Mitchell's been the best player on that team. He's been one of the best players in the league. Honestly, like if he might, if maybe if he wasn't in Cleveland, he'd be getting a little bit more MVP consideration. Like that's how good he's been. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that your your thought process is like, really spot on in this situation and detroit like hasn't been as bad as we think they are um, especially with you know monty williams's rotations are crazy but Cade cunningham's still getting his minutes Jaden Ivey's getting enough minutes um i think that they can make this a little bit more interesting for uh in this game the other thing is when Cleveland has had both Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. It's been really interesting because I think that the minutes like haven't been as good as you would expect them to be. Um, Over the course of the season, when Mobley and Allen are on the floor together, the team has a plus 2.1 net rating. That's worse Mm -hmm. than their regular, their full season net rating of about like 4.6 or so. So they've been worse with the two of them on than they've been. You know, when, mm-hmm. with, when like staggered or just overall over the course of the season. So I, I wonder if it's like a spacing thing. I wonder if it's like a chemistry thing or a continuity thing. But for whatever reason, they've struggled with the two of them on. And when Cleveland ripped off that like massive win streak, it was with Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen. Darius Garland was out and Evan Mobley was out. Right. So I think that they're they're kind of going through their own thing right now, trying to find their identity when all of them are playing, especially they're too big. So I I do like the Pistons angle at like nine, nine and a half, I think there is in the market. So you're 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 leaning, uh, you're I mean, falling here.
3: <laughs> now you're convincing me. This is great. It's like I <laughs> tee you up and you just, you know,
1: we could put a, give we me okay.
3: It. But but it is a it is a good point um about how with those two guys out, Garland and Mobley, Cleveland was figuring it out and they were playing so well. And then you bring these other important pieces back in. And I really do think there is a bit of a, a chemistry factor and just getting used to playing together again, maybe a slight overthink at times, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just like sort of m- making the obvious play. So, okay, I'm feeling pretty decent about that. Um <laughs> The the one other game I wanted to touch on, which I mentioned off the top, Warriors minus two up in Toronto. So the Warriors at MSG on Thursday, as we speak, the game should be going final any moment and the Warriors are up double digits. So that would mean that the dubs are 11 and three straight up and against the spread in the month of February. So they're just playing a whole lot better. And this is just another situation, kind of like a similar thought process that I had to the Bucs where it's like, okay, the Warriors are the not only the better team, but you're talking about another team, like I said, with the Bucks, that is so motivated to get right, where they had like the first half of the season was tumultuous. There were a lot of struggles. They were falling down the standings. And now it's like, an urgency factor of we need to beat the teams that we can beat that we should beat rather, because like, we need every bit of, you know, momentum that we can get for playoff seating, especially in the West, which is, you Mm -hmm. know, just a dog fight. So that's just kind of how I feel where, you know, the warriors, they're, they're playing way better. I know they're on the road. I know they're on a back-to-back, but, I feel like they can beat the Raptors by a couple points here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a short spread, right? Um, at two. And when we look at some of the, against the spread information, uh, you know, Toronto, when they have had a rest advantage, six, nine and one against the spread. And when we look at the golden state warriors on no rest, seven, four and one against the spread. So I, I understand like, you know, golden state, they're on the road trip. Um, they're going to play Toronto. Uh, it's, it's definitely a spot where you look at these two teams and you're like, they're in totally different classes. Um, like the rec- they are in si- they're similarly situated in the standings, but the way the Western Conference is, like we know that this the Western Conference is so much more like of a gauntlet than the Eastern Conference, especially yeah. the bottom, right? Um, and and I do think that your point is is strong because it's like they've got Chris Paul back, they have Clay Thompson playing really well off the bench, um, and I think that that should help with their bench minutes. They've been so much better. Since they kind of got got their guys back, they got Draymond back. Steve Kerr's making those tough decisions to play, you know, Clay off the bench and start Podzimit or I can't even say is it Pods uh, it Pods and Kaminga <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yes, and I think that that's so that's so important, right? So I I do think that your spot with your look at Golden State, it, it seems funny like we're taking all these guys on short rest, but um, it I think that Golden State definitely should have the edge in this game.
3: You know, this has been an interesting week to week and a half out of the All-Star break because it's like, okay, you get a break, but then it's like, here, everybody, you got to play back-to-backs. Like, it's just like how they have to, you know, fit in the schedule. So it just so happens that the rest stuff is a factor, but at the same time, it's, it's still crunch time in the season. And Toronto being they're outside of the playoff picture right now completely and it seems like they're trending down right they were sellers at the deadline whereas golden state they're the opposite they're they're in that 10th spot or so as we speak but it's like does do any of us sit here thinking that golden state is not going to get in the play in no like they're they're <laughs> trying to get in i mean they're trying to take advantage of of Steph Curry like there's there's no way that they are they are laying down here so um so yeah, the the rest thing and you mentioned, um, they've actually fared decently well in, in that sort of situation, which does make me feel a little bit better. But um, it is what it is. It's kind of like for them at this point, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, we need to win games.
1: Yeah. It's not, they don't have the luxury of like taking games off at this point in the season. It's not like those teams years ago where they were just rolling through the regular season. Like they have to try, like even this game against the Knicks, um, you know, they beat the Knicks. Knicks were pretty undermanned lately, but, um, they had to like work. Like it took them, it it was not like an easy win for them. So it's like, they really do need to take advantage of these spots against like quote unquote bad teams and, and kind of win and try to take advantage, especially with a short spread. Um, I, I do like it. It's just one possession not even a full one
3: well it seems joe that i began this podcast thinking about placing some bets and i I believe right now i am going to place some bets so (laughs) to recap um what i am interested in is bucks minus four detroit plus nine warriors minus two and why don't you recap your best bets for me real
1: quick I like Minnesota minus six. I like Tatum over eight and a half rebounds, and I'm going to be looking for a Rudy Gobert either a rebounds or a points plus rebounds prop whenever it comes out.
3: Fantastic. Well, you know what? I don't post this podcast often, but when I do, we're uh, we're we're going big or going home. So that's where we're at. And as always, appreciate you for listening to Buckets presented by BetMGM. Once again, I am Maria Marino. And he is Joe Delera. Don't forget, by the way, to download our award-winning Action app and rate and review this podcast. You could win Action Swag or a free subscription to Action Pro. Joe, thanks again.
1: Hey, pleasure. Uh, nice doing this with you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get buckets.
0: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.